millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great stories of compliance and our first stories from an anonymous poster. You can't work with us? Okay, I won't. I started this job in December 2018. The team was small, seven of us including me. Quickly after I started, it became clear that five out of six did not like me at all. The bullying started off subtly, ignoring me. I was aware of what they were doing, so after a little while of this, I began mirroring their behavior. They didn't like that, it escalated. I began to develop migraines from the stress. As much as I hadn't been bothered in the beginning, there's only so long you can go in an environment like that without some kind of effect. By this point, it had been several months. The migraines started to affect my attendance regularly. Of course, they didn't like that either, and things continued to escalate. The manager knew all that was happening, but nothing changed. Well, anyway, I wanted another baby. So my husband and I decided to use the job for what it was worth, a nice nine-month-long paid maternity leave. So about a year after I started the job, I became pregnant. Then came my birthday. I was expecting nothing, of course, but I got a card and some chocolates from The Girls, aka the only one with a conscience signed it from The Girls because she didn't want me to get nothing and know they'd flat out refused. Put it down to pregnancy hormones, but when she gave it to me, I of course knew it was only from her and cried my little eyes out. This was a Thursday. The next day, I asked my manager to work alone. I covered all the wards. I was a hospital phlebotomist by myself while they stayed in the clinic. When I was done, I helped out the nursing assistants in the clinic across to avoid them. Later, my manager came down to see me in disgust. Apparently, they'd complained to her that I'd not helped them at all, even though it was so busy that they'd have to get the nursing assistants to help. Which was a lie, since I was with the nursing assistants all day. They never had to go hell. I explained to the manager what had happened, and that I just needed some space, as the alternative would have been to go home. I began crying again, pregnancy, and the inevitable stress of being ganged up on for over a year by five people every day just gets to you after a while. The manager told me to take the following week off, free of charge, i.e. she'd not written me up. When I came back the following Monday, I wasn't okay, but I was better than I had been. I wondered what my reception would be and lo and behold, it was crap. A whole confrontation went down where one of them had the audacity to ask me if I'd considered their feelings when I told our manager I didn't want to work with them on that Friday. Scoff. I knew I had turned some kind of mental corner because I laughed in her face, finally stood up for myself instead of just ignoring it, and then walked off to do my job. And I didn't feel bad about it. That was in December 2019. At this point I was about 6 weeks pregnant, and this is where my revenge began. I was pretty unwell through my pregnancy, and so heavily protected by UK laws and by the hospital's very own maternity policies, I wasn't making much of an effort to go to work when I didn't feel 100% okay to do so. Needless to say, I had quite the chunk of time off between December 2019 and early 2020. 
Fast forward to March 2020 and, as you all know, coronavirus was in full swing and we were days away from a nationwide lockdown. Of course, ordinarily this wouldn't affect me because I worked in a hospital. But this is where, finally, my malicious compliance comes in. It was a late March Monday morning and I was in unusually high spirits on the way to my shift. My morning sickness was finally starting to abate and there'd been no drama for a little while. And I did actually really like my job when I was allowed to just do it, so I was in quite a good mood, and I even greeted my witchy colleagues cheerily. Well, I was greeted with a sharp, you're not coming in here. I was confused, unsure as to what I could have possibly done over the last four days that I hadn't even seen this woman. So after asking her what she meant, what she meant was she and our other colleague didn't want to go on the wards. So they just stuck to the clinic and had planned to send me there instead. We're meant to do the words first, and they start an hour before I did. Well, my manager and I had already agreed I'd not go on the wards due to the virus and my pregnancy. I sensed danger and went to call my manager. I let her know what had transpired, and we agreed that I'd just find a spare room in the clinic and work in there. So I did. Not even 30 minutes later, and lo and behold, grumpy colleague comes storming up to me, demanding to know why I didn't share the whole story with her. I say, what story? There is no story. She says the agreement between our manager. I say, what business is it of hers? So she yells at me, well, you can't work with us. I snap and tell her to sort her attitude out and walk off from her. A very ballsy move for me. Well, I've had enough. I go to see my manager to tell her so. And when I get there, after telling her what was said, I say, since this colleague likes to act like my supervisor so much... How about I finally take some direction from her? I won't work with her or any of them. I'm done. My manager not only agrees but tells me to shield instead, preserving my pay, fully paid sick leave and my PTO, which took me up to my mat leave start date. Winner. And the kicker? They were stuck short-staffed for a full year during a pandemic because my job was legally protected until I officially left, which was not until March 2021. So I walked out mid-shift, left them high and dry, and in the words of my manager, they brought it on themselves. God, this story just makes me cry in the American experience. Maternity leave? Ho ho ho, you're working till the last month, and then you better believe you're still taking your paid sick time. If you worked in a job like this where your colleagues were frankly bullying you, are you the type of person that would stand up to them, give them a piece of your mind, stand your ground? Or do you feel like you'd maybe be more of an internalizer type person? Let me know about you guys down in the comments below. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from RadiantArt3448, not what he expected. Back in the 70s, things like safety rules were a little different than today. For example, when we received our first C-131s, they were already ancient. We reactivated them after sitting in Arizona's boneyard for years. Almost all of them had leaky fuel tanks. I, as the newest and smallest member of our small command, was sent into the fuel tanks to scrape the old sealant out so they could be resealed. I had no PPE of any type. After a short while, I'd crawl out of the wing and be higher than a kite from inhaling avgas. Regular gasoline with a higher octane than auto fuel fumes. The Master Chief had previously told me to just go outside and clear my head for a while and get back to work ASAP. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One day, as I was just looking at how interesting the clouds looked, I started getting yelled at for not saluting. I spun around, lost my balance, and was finally able to focus on a new lieutenant who was chewing me out for not saluting him. He then ordered me to report to the Master Chief Petty Officer and report myself. I walked into his office, where he immediately noted my condition and told him the story. He blew a gasket about the lieutenant. Next morning, he mustered all 20 of the enlisted crew that were working. He let out his plan for Operation Insert Name. One guy was assigned to tracking down that lieutenant and to report to the Master Chief Petty Officer whenever he started walking towards our three hangars. Picture three hangars, each big enough to hold four C-130s nose to tail. There was only one road slash walkway that passed the hangars. When the MCPO received word, he got on the PA and announced, Enact Operation So-and-So South, or North depending on which direction the lieutenant was walking. Each hangar had four exit doors, so five guys went to their pre-assigned door and walked out about 10 feet apart as the lieutenant approached, and saluted him as they approached and held their salute until he passed. They would then enter the next available hangar entrance door and take off running to the next hangar and do it all over again. The lieutenant was basically holding a salute while walking past all three hangars. It only took two and a half days before it was noticed that the lieutenant no longer walked past the hangars. He drove to his POV. Rumor had it that the lieutenant came to complain to the MCPO about his crew saluting him all the way past three hangars. I can only imagine the MCPO leaning back in his chair, smoking his big cigar, and explaining to the lieutenant that since the lieutenant felt it was important enough to chew out one of MCPO's guys about saluting, the least MCPO could do was ensure that the lieutenant was saluted by every member of his crew every time he encountered one of the MCPO's crew. We never had another issue with the lieutenant. Not gonna lie, hearing about that story where this guy climbs inside of a fuel tank, which is already a crazy thing, and is scraping off sealant inhaling fumes with no PPE, 
The 70s were a wild time, apparently. What with dealing with that and all the dinosaurs roaming around. Our next story is from the terrorist Koala. I made my aunt pay for her own beer. This happened not too long ago at my aunt's wedding. It was fun and just a happy time. And I, a teenager, was asked to man the bar because some stuff happened with the caterer. And if you wanted a beer or something from the bar, you had to pay. The price was 2 euro. You paid through an app which you could print QR codes for or put in a long number that everyone has. It was unique for your account. The night was going well, the alcohol was flowing, and my aunt stops by to remind me to make sure everyone was paying. And I instantly knew what I had to do. Sometime later, she shows up wanting another beer, and in response, I ask her to show me that she paid. When you pay, you come to a special screen to prove that the purchase was just made. The good part here was that she couldn't pay because the account that the money was being paid to was her account. And I refused to serve her, so in the end, she walked away and got her newlywed husband and made him pay and complimented me for making sure everyone paid. I mean, hey, as long as it's legal for OP to serve there, the aunt can rest happy knowing that OP's taking their job very, very seriously. Our next story is from an anonymous poster. Learn a foreign language I have no interest in? Sure thing. So this is a story from many years ago when I was a few shy months away from my 18th birthday. My parents told me they had booked me a trip to a foreign country they spent almost a decade of their lives in, both as a vacation and a learning experience. My mom was adamant that in the few months before my trip, I must learn said country's language, and she tasked my dad with teaching me as he actually went to a school in that country and knew how to read and write in the language in question. Different script, think Arabic or Chinese. Being the bratty teenager that I was and having zero interest in learning that language, I of course protested at first and was met with the firm authority wall that was my mom. And since I couldn't back out of it, I decided to maliciously comply. One fine afternoon, as my dad prepared everything for me to start learning, I told him to teach me one simple phrase so I can go show off to my mom. When he heard what the phrase was, my dad had the biggest poop-eating grin I've ever seen, and he was totally on board. Cue me the next day going to my mom and saying something along the lines of, Mom, leave me alone. I don't want to learn that language in said language with perfect pronunciation and all that jazz. Needless to say, she didn't ask me to learn that language again. Honestly, if I was OP's mom and they came up and said that to me fluently in that language, I'd actually be proud and encourage them to keep learning. I'd be like, dang, that was rude as heck. Keep on going. Our next story is from Orange Oliviero. I must take notes? Okay. Just a short one. Necessary backstory. I don't take notes. Never have. Anytime I've tried, I discovered I learned nothing because I was so focused on taking the notes that I didn't process any of the information. Back in grade 12, I had one teacher who got mad at me for not taking notes. When he noticed, he demanded to know why. I told him that I learned better when I don't take notes, to which he responded, I don't care if you learn or not, you're going to learn my way or not at all. So I took out my notebook and wrote the first notes it had seen in the three years that I'd owned it. At the end of the class, I made eye contact with the teacher, made a big show about ripping out the notes and loudly so that all the class could hear, but politely inquired as to where the recycling bin was. That was the first volley in a year-long war with that teacher. 
I completely recognize that a lot of people don't learn the same ways very easily. Some people, just with the act of writing down notes, probably blank, can't process that information in that moment. But I will say, the act of having those notes written down is so that you can re-reference them, right? If you have the notes written down, you can learn in your own way from them, can't you? That said, I preferred not to take notes, and I had a teacher exactly like this. First day, they start going through their lesson. I don't pull a paper out to take notes. They stop. Everybody in the class is paused looking at me. They yell at me about not having my paper out, not taking notes. They're like, what did I say the first day in class? You're going to take notes in my class. So for the rest of the year I had that class, I would pull a paper out, scribble down some inconsequential words every now and then. I didn't take notes. I just pretended to, and I got like a 95 in that class. Never studied either. And our final story of the day is from Dangerous Ant 3078 like you're always stuck in second gear, from the Friends theme song. So my company recently put GPS in our work vehicles. We were given the BS that it was for our own safety and that it would never be abused by management. One month later, I'm being singled out for having a bunch of 5 and 6 mile per hour overs and hard braking. Despite other coworkers driving 50 and a 35, 79 and a 65 and so on and so forth, my company decided to single me out. I didn't get a write up but I got a stern verbal warning. The very next day, until now, I shifted the automatic trans into second gear and left it there. You see, selecting the gear in an auto means that it'll still use the gears below, but not above. And by not allowing the trans to ever get to overdrive, I'm a lot less likely to speed. And as an added bonus, the engine braking from being in such a low gear has really cut down on my hard braking. I don't think the company would like the fact that I'm doing this, as driving in second all the time uses a boatload of extra gas and causes stress on the tranny and drivetrain but I don't think their GPS can tell them that. Yeah, OP and I'm sure everybody else there knew right from the top this whole GPS for their safety thing was a total lie. They wanted to keep tabs on everybody using their vehicles, but I mean, at the same time, if this is a company-owned vehicle, can you really blame them? Well, as it turns out, yes, you can blame them, because they're using it just ridiculously. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.